0: Hello and welcome to the Pactum. I'm Mike Grimes here with Pat Abendroth and today we are gonna be talking about biographies.
1: Benefiting from biographies beautifully with a beatific vision. That's because last week we were talking about alliteration like like a couple of alliterates. Uh, biographies, man. maybe books too. It's summertime. You know, we are more apt to maybe read biographies or read things we don't normally read in the summer. So sure. you might be listening to this in the winter. That's fine. But we like biographies. We like books that are not necessarily a theological Christian book. So right. we want to talk a bit about those. Maybe some house cleaning items first. Maybe yeah. what else could we call it? Not house cleaning, just Is a- housekeeping.
0: It's, housekeep- usually it's housekeeping. Housekeeping
1: things in the news, yeah. things we've experienced, things we need to talk about before we get into biographies. Yeah. Reading any books right now that are not theological, Mike?
0: I am not reading any non-theological books at the moment.
1: Because you're doing sermon doing sermon, sermon prep. prep
0: and all that kind of stuff's all up in my head, so I don't I get confused easily if I read too many things at once. Yep. So it's a one track mind, laser beam, locked okay. in.
1: Book of Jude kind Jude, of stuff, yeah.
0: Right. Yep. Yeah, yep. Yeah, yep. Yeah.
1: Okay. Well, so, there's some extra biblical quotations in the there Book sure of Jude. There sure are. So maybe yes. you're covering a first both.
0: Enoch action and some others. <laughs> yep.
1: I am reading a bit outside of the lines. Actually, I don't have. I can't justify reading. Books when it's like sermon prep kind of time and theological teaching kind of time, but I've been listening to the audiobooks of Jack Carr. So the book, Jack the, Carr. yeah, the first one is called The Terminal List. Oh, that's so coming
0: up on Amazon, it apparently. It is. Yeah. Yeah. yeah,
1: thanks to some Pactum listeners who've turned me on. I'm totally addicted to when I'm on the bike, when I'm falling asleep, when I'm waking up in the morning. You know, Navy SEAL, Special Ops kind of oh, stuff. Oh, sure, yeah. Oh boy, good stuff. Huh? I am. I'm ready to binge watch the show. Actually, I, I kind of don't want to watch the show. Might ruin like, the book for it you. Might ruin the yeah. book. I've just completed the first three books. I'm on the fourth book. Oh my! god. With, within the last like week. <laughs> oh. So hey, you know, addictive, addictive personalities. Hey, you know, sometimes you there's rule. a
0: benefit, maybe. Uh huh. Yeah. So
1: I do. I am drinking my uh, drink from a Chick fil A glass. Yeah. Or not
0: glass. It's a Chick-fil-A styrofoam cup. uh,
1: Non-environmentally friendly styrofoam. So Owen, my son, and I just stopped at Chick-fil-A. He had two basketball games this morning. We stopped at Chick-fil-A for lunch. And uh, there was a girl that walked in that had Yoda ears on. (laughs) No way. Are you serious? (laughs) And then, I I mean, like, Like I I thought it was Halloween. Like, (laughs) And I thought, oh, I didn't realize it. it's not Halloween. We're recording this in the summer. This teenage girl walked in with long dark hair, and she had Yoda ears w- oh. with earrings in them. And what? and it was like a, it was a thing. Owen's like, oh yeah, Dad, there are kids like that at my school <laughs> 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 that have like fangs what? and stuff. I just thought she identifies as, she as she a identifies, Yoda. Like,
0: what what is this? What is a Yoda species? I mean, you got. What's the other one called the the child and all I, that what is that? So I, I don't know but identify. I I just
1: was like I would just I mean it's like parenting I would just say oh well, that's kind of a funny idea but the the answer is no No
0: none of that I've seen a kid walking down my street in with a tail <laughs> <laughs> Like it's some kind of like raccoon or fo- I don't get it I, it, I don't know
1: but yeah, we're not in Kansas anymore, even if we're in Kansas. No. We're close to Kansas and Nebraska. Strange so.
0: happenings at Chick-fil-A Yoda this morning.
1: Yoda I could not get over it. <laughs> That's awesome. Hello, everybody. I identify as a Yoda. <laughs>
0: Oh, oh, wow. Okay. Well, I think
1: we have one more thing uh, when it comes to housekeeping. Does yeah, it... we
0: have some great episodes coming up for you oh, this yeah. summer. We, oh, yeah. Yeah, so July, the month of July, we have some fantastic episodes coming up for you. Uh, we spent some time in Escondido recently, and we've aired one of those episodes already, episode with Chris Gordon on human sexuality. We'd encourage you to check that one out if you haven't already, but we do have episodes coming up with Chris Larson from Ligonier Ministries, an excellent uh, time talking with him about the Reformation Study Bible, indeed, and that was uh, that one's coming up soon. We have an episode with Zach Keel who is a pastor in Escondido. Oh, co-authored Sacred co-authored Bond. Co-authored Sacred Bond. One of our favorite yes, little books. He's also a teacher at Westminster Seminary, California. And we're going to be talking with him on that episode about his book, The Unfolding Word. Uh, so we'd encourage you to listen to that coming up. We also have a poolside pactum episode. which That is kind of one like, just
1: makes me feel
0: all yeah, nice inside. That one's going to be fun. It's an episode we did kind of like a live pactum responsum kind of thing yeah that that's was that yeah, was fun, sort of pool aside, sort of not, but that one 's going to be fun, um, then also we have one uh, with a local church member. Uh, with Jenny Hare that is going to be on God's sovereignty and suffering.
1: Yep. Cancer survivor. So I think she says I think she's had like 13 surgeries related. So So, very encouraging. Good. I'm glad these things are happening. One additional thing I guess I misspoke but I want to say that I just read an article this morning that just came out that is excellent. Uh, It came out from our friends over at the London Lyceum. Shout out to them. But it's written by Michael Beck. Mm. and So it's really good. It's called The Underlying Problem. subtitled is a brief analysis of Meredith G. Klein's response to theonomy. And so it's really a critique of theonomy, but he's, he's utilizing Meredith Klein. Mm-hmm. I think it, it comes from Michael Beck's uh, dissertation that he wrote. So sure, yeah. you may be familiar with Michael Beck. He is part of the crew over there at Two Age Sojourner. But yeah. the article is pretty simple, pretty to the point, and does an excellent job pointing out the, at best, weakness in theonomy or theonomic circles regarding the doctrine of justification. Awesome, and so it's a great concern. Yeah, it's a great article, great critique. We're we're no friends of Theonomy on the Pactum, and uh, we're, we're, but we are friends with Michael Beck.
0: That's right. Yeah. <laughs> so we'll link to that in the show notes for today, so you can find that easily if you're looking for that article
1: for sure. Yes. So let's talk about benefits of biographies. Yeah, and other beautiful. Oh boy, here we go again. Baptistic. <laughs>
0: benefits of biographies the benefits of biographies Uh, today what we
1: want to do is begin by talking more generically and then we just have some biographies to recommend because so many of you like to read some of you are so many of you are interested in good theology So that's kind of what we're doing today.
0: Right, yeah. So what's the first benefit of biographies? We have three of them here we want to talk about. Mike, why don't you lay
1: down on the packed sofa and (laughs) uh, just share with us your journey (laughs) regarding the benefits of biographies. What's one good thing about reading biographies, Christian biographies in particular? But I guess we could talk about any
0: biographies. uh, Biographies, they can inspire. They can uh, really kind of, as you read them, be inspired you're, to. You're not talking about be, inspired
1: biographies like the no, no. They in can the inspire
0: you, okay, uh, to maybe be a better biblicist. Biblicist. I was no. trying to. Think <laughs> they you can. Know, they can encourage you in that way as you as you read about other people's lives, how the Lord has used them, how He's worked in their life. Uh, it can encourage you to. Uh, maybe even reconsider how you're doing things in your life and uh, where you're serving, what you're doing. Uh, it can be a great encouragement and you, it can inspire you to greatness.
1: Yep. That's a great point. Yeah. So that, I, that's one one of the reasons I like to read biographies because it motivates me. We, we do believe in a closed canon on the pactum. Yes. Uh, the reason we do is because it is closed. So, <laughs> <laughs> but the Holy spirit has been working and is working and has regenerated every believer and is indwelling every believer even after the canon is closed. So inspiration is taken care of, but inspiring lives by the power of the Spirit is still a thing. Sure. So to see how people uh, face hardship and how men and women who've gone before us uh, have trusted the Lord, even though it looks like everything is against them and everyone is against them, they persevere. I like it because it it motivates me to be brave, more brave than I am. Uh, Maybe to suffer better than I do. So I'm so grateful to learn about Christian men and women who have fought the good fight, Mm -hmm. uh, kept the faith, regardless of what they faced before. People maybe have opposed them and said, no, you can't be a missionary there. You shouldn't do that. You're going to lose your life. You're going to not be successful. You're not going to have fame and fortune. And they do it anyway. Mm
0: Mm-hmm. Yep.
1: I like that someone yep. recommended uh, I posted on Twitter not long ago you know just what are your favorite biographies and several people uh mentioned Adoniram Judson hmm. and I knew the name as an American missionary from a long time ago but yeah. I've never read anything and so I've been listening to an audiobook about uh him and you know what it motivates me sure yeah uh, people were against him being a missionary um and he wanted to be no matter what anyway and risked a lot for it. So I, I, it's good.
0: Yeah, it is. It can, it can be motivating and beneficial to us to, to I've, I've been
1: taking all kinds of risks today just because <laughs> of Adoniram Judson. <laughs> there you go.
0: <laughs> oh, that's funny. Well, a second benefit maybe from reading biographies and uh, reading Christian biographies at that uh, is, honestly, it can remind us of weakness in others or weaknesses that we have uh, can remind us that, you know what, we're all sinners. Uh, And some of these people that can be, quote, heroes of the faith or those who have uh, had these grandiose stories in their life or uh, honestly incredible and amazing ways that the Lord has used them in in different spheres of Christianity, uh, we can be reminded that they're people too, people who struggle with sin. Kind of reminds me of when we talked about conferences, on one of our episodes and we talked about bringing guest speakers to conferences yes. and how we like to do that. Be sure for,
1: to meet your heroes. Right. Meet them <laughs> and see
0: that they're people just like us. Yep. Um, but so one of the ways you can meet some of these people who aren't around anymore is by reading their biographies and getting to know their life and seeing, you know what? They struggle with sin just as much as I do. Uh, and yet the Lord still used them in great, amazing ways.
1: Especially if it's a good biography and sure, the, yeah. the biography is willing to, willing to go there. And uh, we'll talk a little bit more about when bi- biographies don't do that. But yeah. it really is true, just to see their foibles, to see their weaknesses, to see their struggles, to see their sins. It's not because we want to sin or we want to have license or an excuse, right, right. but it's, it's, it's a positive kind of thing. I remember uh, reading William Carey's biography by S. Pierce Carey. I think we've recommended it before. Yeah, we have. It's been a long time. I don't remember just how actually good it is. <laughs> but you've read it. But when I read it, I really, really liked it. But at the same time, there were things about this guy's life I thought – I'm not so sure he would be qualified sure <laughs> to be in pastoral ministry and yet he was anyway. Yeah. So maybe I guess what's my point there. Well, to see weakness. I mean I, I think his wife was like insane. Mm. Maybe he tried to kill him. I, I was going to say don't quote me but this is on a podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I just when I read it I was shocked and I thought I don't think he would meet the pastoral pastoral qualifications as far as having your family in order. Mm. Should he have even done what he did? Well, I don't know. It doesn't seem like it, but he did anyway. And in God's providence, in a strange providence, he used him anyway in a great way. I really appreciated the fact that the biography was honest enough to say some of those kinds of things. Sure, yeah. Yeah. And to see some of the weaknesses uh, involved in all of it. Yeah, I, I Once again, I can't remember if it was any good or not, but years ago I read a book called Marriage to a Difficult Man, The Uncommon Union of Jonathan and Sarah Edwards. Hmm. And so it was all about being, you know, from her perspective and uh, being married to a to a, tough, difficult to, man. To a difficult wow. man. And I thought it was kind of good. So That's interesting. What a title. It, somebody gave it to me as a gift. So, Francie Deeker gave it to me as a gift before she was Francie Padilla. So, I still have the little note card in the front. So, shout out to you, Francie, if you listen to the Pactum. I'm thankful for you. And, uh, for giving me this nice book. That's cool. That's yep, cool. It's a cool book title, I think. Anyway.
0: That is a cool book title. It catches your attention, that's for sure.
1: So, Mike, we want to we want to use big words here on the Pactum. So yeah. what do we call books that only paint people in the positive, even though they're sinners? Everyone is a sinner except Jesus.
0: Hagiography.
1: Hagiography. So you heard it here first on the Pactum, unless you've already heard it. Yeah. So, uh, Hagiography. We don't want to be... Um, yeah, hagiography is not good. It's when people are painted as holy. It's a word for holy and and we know that no one has lived a perfect life except Jesus. Right. And even if people are externally, you know, having it all together, uh it's it's not true of anybody. Mm-hmm. So that's why again we want to meet our heroes. Yep. And we don't want to be um part of fanianity. Yeah. <laughs> So would you sign my Bible? So (laughs) I want Jesus to sign my Bible, probably not anyone else. So hagiography is not helpful. It's just not, not good because no one is good. No, not one. All have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. So good biographies are going to be honest. Doesn't mean we have to air all the dirty laundry. Right, yep. But can we at least, you know, highlight some kind of weakness sure, or yeah. something so we get the right idea instead of the wrong kind of idea? Yep. Yeah. And so even when Christian preachers preach um, and they do character studies in the Bible, there's a, I think there's a place for it. There's a good way to do it. But oftentimes it ends up sounding a lot like hagiography. And you're wondering maybe if the apostle Paul's like the the fourth person of the Godhead. Yeah, <laughs> right.
0: Exactly. Yeah. Or
1: or something like that. We We don't want to be into hagiography and uh, I've read plenty of books that are like that. Yeah. And it seems like um, hopefully it's getting better, but maybe a lot of Christian biographies have been written that way. And it's just, it's not very helpful. It's not very Christ. It's not very Christian. Yeah. And so maybe it helps when people have been dead for a while. Yeah, to to yeah. be more honest yeah. and earnest, yeah. and say, well, you know, did you know this about his son? Mm-hmm. Um, but we're not going to include that when the guy's still alive, right. or yeah. maybe maybe a little bit more water under the bridge. Under the bridge helps with that.
0: Yeah, and maybe so. Then that kind of is like the third benefit we have listed here of reading biographies is uh, it's opportunity to glorify God. Uh, so as these biographies are written, mm-hmm. uh, and we see this these true things about these people in their life. And uh, we're brought to a place where, you know, we see that um, it's, it's God who we would glorify and honor and be all about him. And we're not reading these things to put these biographies, put these people on pedestals and be wanting to be like them. Uh, But we want to honor Christ in our life and to glorify and honor Christ even as we uh, see the way he's worked and used these people in their life.
1: Yes, isn't it amazing the way God used this person even with their less-than-perfect leadership skills, their less-than-perfect morality? uh, Not, again, to use it as a license, but God used them in a great way in his great world according to his grace. So I am with you on that. Yep. Makes me think of... Maybe some good examples of this, and maybe some bad examples of this, sure. um I read a biography of these aren't people, these are places, but a couple of biographies I've really benefited from uh one would be kind of i think it was more of a negative critique, so maybe what's the opposite of a hagiography
0: um, i don't know i don't know
1: critiqueography. <laughs> So, no, Hamardiologyography. <laughs> it's all about their sin. Right. I read a, a, a book called Guaranteed Pure, the Moody Bible Institute Business and the Making of Modern Evangelicalism. Hmm. And it was more of a critique of modern evangelicalism. It's um, available online. It was really helpful, I thought, even though I knew it was coming from what seemed like an unbeliever's perspe- perspective. Hmm. It was good to see kind of all the shenanigans in Schofield and things sure. that were going on with Moody and in, in the early days, it, it, it didn't make me a hater, but it made me maybe a little bit more of a realist. So despite all of these things that maybe weren't so good, good things came about. Another one would be a book uh, about the history of Dallas seminary by John Hanna. So hmm. John Hanna was a longtime professor there, but he wrote a biography of the school, if you will. Um, a history of the school, but I, sure, I read yeah. it kind of like a biography. It's called "An Uncommon Union: Dallas Theological Seminary and American Evangelicalism," and Hannah I think does a great job of not being a hagiographyist, if that's mm. a word. Sure, yeah. So he talks about now. the weird aspects of. Lewis Berry Chaffer's theology and and how it wasn't so helpful and yet God used him and it changed. And so I think those kinds of critiques are, are actually helpful and they're the opposite of hagiography. They're helpful. I would be critical of the biography that came out of Bonhoeffer by Eric. I think it's Eric Metaxas because he ends up sounding like he's got perfect theology. And I, I think something is said regarding it. Like he's as orthodox as the apostle Paul. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. And... The reality is Dietrich Bonhoeffer was not an evangelical, and he denied basics of the Christian faith, yep. the kind of things like Christians have to affirm in order to be Christians. Yep. And so that, that's, that's hagiography. How about let's just benefit from Bonhoeffer that he was brave as an image bearer, and he did some really good things because yep. he was against the Nazis. We can be happy about that. Sure, yeah, yeah. But if you deny the bodily resurrection of Jesus or something like that— Right, yeah we might just want to include that. That'd be important. (laughs) Right. So that would be a, a, an example of hagiography and we, we as Christians just lose credibility when we have to doctor up someone's doctrine. Sure. That kind of sounds like a good series doctoring up what your doctrine. Ooh, Interesting.
0: Okay, so maybe we've talked about some of these benefits we've drawn from biographies, yep. uh, a little bit about hagiography. Maybe what are some uh, beneficial biographies or ones that we might even recommend or ones we've read that uh, are encouraging and things we would recommend to our listeners?
1: Uh, Mike, I want to start by doing a double whammy. A double so whammy, The double okay. whammy is uh, not doing the hagiography, uh, which is what we don't want to do, uh, but also a helpful biography, and I think it's this one I'm holding in my hot little hand. Hand, anyway, I'm handling in my hot little hand handily.
0: Oh boy! <laughs>
1: so this is Luther on the Christian life, uh, and it is by Carl Carl R. Truman. Uh, I really, really like this. We read it in theology for breakfast here at the church, and the people in the class really liked it as well. So, but Truman does a great job pointing out the fact that Luther was not an evangelical. Hmm. So in, you know, the reality is whether Truman says this or not, he may have wanted to have you put in jail. Sure. Mr. and Mrs. Evangelical for your theology. So how about this? Luther was brave. God used him in great ways. We agree with him in some areas. He would agree with you in some areas, but not others. Right. Yeah. So we don't have to make him just like us to like him. Yeah. Let's just try to be more honest about it. But that's one of in recent years, it's one of my favorite biographies, in part because he talks about that kind of stuff. Mm, Yeah, sure. So that's top of my list. If you're looking for something to read this summer, it's fairly new. Uh, I would recommend it, published by Crossway. What, what would be another really good biography that we would want to recommend here on the Pactum where we do things like marching with...
0: Machen. Oh, there yeah, we yeah, go. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. So uh, here's a biography on Machen called Toward a Sure Faith.
1: I've not even read that biography. It's on my
0: shelf, but and I've not read it. Here it is. It's uh, J. Gre- It's on Gress and Machen and the Dilemma of Biblical Criticism. Okay. So, so written by I, Terry Chrisope. Does that how you say his name?
1: No idea. Okay, there yeah. are a couple of other good biographies by Machen, and uh, the first one would have been by Ned B. Stonehouse.
0: Yes, that's yeah, kind yeah. of
1: the classic one. And since we're bringing that up, I think it's—I know it's published by Banner of Truth, and we should just say Banner of Truth has done some great biographies. Yeah. yeah. So if you're if you're just looking to kind of sample and taste you know where, what are some good ones out there go to banner of truth's website look at their, bio, their look at their biographies you're going to find really good ones and that one by stonehouse i really really liked a lot read it a long time ago yep. but god really used machin in in great ways so that would be a good one there's also that one by daryl hart yes yep. it's a little bit uh, more digestible it's a little shorter but um also very helpful i would check that one out yep Let's keep moving. Let's keep talking about biographies, ones we've liked, ones we've benefited from. Speaking of Banner of Truth, uh, the Jonathan Edwards biography by Ian Murray is good. Yep, uh, yep. George Marsden wrote a biography not by Banner, but on Jonathan Edwards. That's pretty good, too, I think. I liked that one and enjoyed that one. Oh, also the
0: two-volume Princeton. Um, two-volume Princeton Seminary, huh? <laughs> Yeah. biography
1: <laughs> yeah history but i call it a biography even though it's not about a person um that i i loved it i thought it was great so that's by calhoun there's two of those um worth reading worth a good little summer buzz through if you're you you are resting your
0: arm on a massive pile it's a two volume it's true and that's on one that's on one person that to me is just amazing even that there's that much you could write about one person like I feel like if somebody wrote a biography on me it'd be really short but (laughs) this this is a two-volume uh, biography on martin lloyd jones yep d by martin lloyd jones the fight of faith uh and the first 40 years so and, and you're going to
1: learn so much about like whales and <laughs> geography <laughs> and things like that um, you're going to be like well i think maybe we could left some of this stuff out
0: hey but, but that's written by ian murray uh put out by banner truth it is it's it's outstanding
1: you you learn all kinds of really interesting things in there, like in volume two, even about the uh, J. I. Packer mm. and his fallout between uh, himself and Lloyd Jones because of really sympathies with things that would have been what we would liken to Catholicism. Mm. So I, I really like like those biographies a lot. So. That, been a long man. Time, how long though. did it
0: take me to read that? That's what I'm sitting. There I just
1: about. passed those two biographies, the two volumes over to, over to Mike across the Pactum table. <laughs> I had to reach over the Pactum snow globe uh, <laughs> onto the Pactum sofa just so Mike and his Yoda ears. <laughs> 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 He could, he could grab it. Oh, wow. Since we're talking about biographies or histories of places, uh, I also enjoyed this one. Uh, it's called Between the Times by Daryl G. Hart, who I just mentioned a moment ago. And it's the history of the Orthodox Presbyterian Church in transition, mm. 1945 to 1990. I'm not a member of the OPC. We're not Orthodox Presbyterians, but. It's really a fascinating read in history. I I like seeing how God has worked through institutions and people and places. Hmm. So I like that one, would recommend that one also. Before I went to Africa, I read a David Livingston biography. Um, Made me feel more confident, more bold, thankful that, you know, you're not going to die a day before you're ordained to die. So live boldly. That was my takeaway from that. Little biography by uh, On Spurgeon by Arnold Dalamore, and I think Dalimore is the one who wrote the biography of George Whitfield. Oh, okay, yeah. And some folks on Twitter were mentioning that that was one of their f- favorite biographies as well. So I would commend the Spurgeon uh, Dalimore one, also the Whitfield one. You'll find it pretty interesting. Uh, on I, the
0: Spurgeon note, yeah, Banner Truth has a two-volume auto. Biography.
1: I have to confess, I own that and have never. Pro- I may. I don't know if I've read a single page of it.
0: I haven't read it either. But Feeling kind of there's, guilty. You know, there's two volumes, and he wrote it himself. Yep, I've been to his grave though, so oh, I, okay. I, I, You're I do good. have. I do have the anointing,
1: <laughs> just for cl- you. Don't need to read the just, book, just for clarity's sake. So I've, I've been into I've been to his house. Um, And all that kind of stuff. (laughs) Crazy. What else do we have on our hot little list? Recently, not too long ago, uh, I read a biography of Charles Hodge, and it read well. I even liked the way the words looked on a page, Mike. Oh, really? It it just was one of those kind of books. I love the feel of it. I love the way it read. Did it smell good? I am not so sure.
0: Are you a book smeller?
1: uh, Sometimes if they're old. Uh, recently Chris Gordon showed me a first edition of Calvin's institutes. I I mean, when he, when Chris wasn't looking, I, I may have licked it. (laughs) 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 So that, that was, that was maybe the coolest book I've ever handled with my hot little hand. Now I did, um, with my brother Mike one time, we, we did have the Jonathan Edwards Homemade Study Bible where he disassembled oh. a blank book. A real, just think of a big book uh-huh. and he took it apart. And then he had a really small like mini Bible, King James, you know, authorized uh-huh. version. And he put um, in between two pages of the big book, he would put one page of the little tiny Bible. Oh. Homemade Study Bible so he could write in the margins. And, That's cool. Yeah, they were watching us like hawks. They they said this is our most prized possession, but the Calvin's Institute yeah. far outweighs. That's way cool. Outweighs that. Yeah. So, that's Yes, cool. sir. Where Oh, that Charles Charles Hodge biography. You interrupted me and asked oh, yeah, me if I smelled smell it. Yeah. I don't know. I read it in Asheville, North Carolina. And there are interesting <laughs> smells in Asheville. So, that's that's for sure. <laughs> I liked Asheville, but it was, it was an interesting place. It's kind of like all these towns where they say, you know, keep, keep Santa Cruz weird t-shirts when you're in Santa Cruz, California. We saw keep Asheville weird kinds of signs on things and, and it's weird, good food, good culture. Um, Bar- Burial Brewing Company uh, was maybe one of the coolest huh. places we went. Okay, Charles Hodge. It's called subtitle because there are multiple Charles Hodge biographies. It's called Guardian of American Orthodoxy, okay, and it's by a guy a guy whose name I can't pronounce, Paul C. gujar Guchar. Just say it quick and boldly. Sin, if you are going to sin, sin, sin boldly. boldly. Yeah, just do it. G U T J A H R. One of my favorite biographies. I think I've read. That's awesome. Um, and, and you see some of his foibles. Hmm. I mean, you see things that he did wrong. And yet overall, I thought it was really good. That's great. Okay. Good. Do you want to talk about secular biographies? I was going to say,
0: you were mentioning uh, Asheville, and uh, I thought secular, we should talk about secular stuff. Uh, any secular... How did
1: you just make that jump from Asheville well, to secular? Well, okay, so
0: you were talking about Asheville and interesting smells, and I was going to go there, but we finished the Charles Hodge thing, so... Okay. It's, so let's talk for a minute about some secular. I'm over
1: here sniffing books now because I, Mike Grimes thinks it's a sing, uh, thing. Oh, did you ever have a scratch uh, scratch and sniff books when oh, you were a kid? Oh, yeah. yeah. I had this one that had the smell of fire. Oh. And it that's was interesting. It, it was super. It, it, smell it smelled like it? terrible. Oh, okay. like, Right? Like you had a fire in your house. Yeah. It was awful. Yeah. But man,
0: the grape kind of stuff. Oh, yeah. The scratches. And my wife frequently talks about there was a book her grandmother had that there was a scratch-and-sniff smell that's very, uh, I don't know, something she can quickly identify, that smells just like that. Okay, yeah. I
1: remember the grape smell. We should do a them. scratch-and-sniff book, oh, right?
0: Yeah, that'd be amazing. <laughs> <laughs> we oh, we could we do that. We, we could do that for ourselves. sure. Secular biographies. Okay, secular. Any that you've read that you'd recommend or any interesting things you've read?
1: I don't have any on the table here, but I've read a fair amount of of Churchill uh, biographies and I've I've enjoyed those Sure, because in part, because Churchill did a lot of things wrong. Hmm. Um, But he also, even after, you know, tripping up and some pretty big failures in his life, he was greatly used uh, for the sake of his country and was brave and bold and bullheaded about things. And so, I, I I'm a I'm a Churchill fan uh, our pediatrician and I think we share pediatricians as mm-hmm. a matter of fact he said every when every baby's born they look like Churchill. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thanks, Doc. See you later. That's funny. <laughs> thanks for saying that about my daughter. <laughs> so so I, I, Churchill is an interesting cat. If you're ever in England, go down a, in London. It's cool. You can go down in the bunker or whatever it's called. Mm. He's got two bedrooms, one that he shared with his wife, and then the one where he had to be by his on, on his own. Maybe if he got in trouble yep. for Mrs. Churchill right. <laughs> when he was just having to be focused, doing things in the middle of the night. So... He did weird things like he would take a bath the, and have a whatever kind of drink he drank i don 't know if it was scotch or whiskey or what he yeah. would have a drink and a cigar in the middle of the day in the middle of the day yeah. to pretend like it was the end of the day so he could try to get two days in one
0: super interesting so
1: I kind of like that one i 've read an interesting biography of Ronald Reagan. Uh, The only story I really remember is when he's uh, out on the farm or wherever he is and the Secret Service guys are there and he gets out his like cowboy pistol. I'm making up a little bit of this, (laughs) but he gets out his pistol and uh, they're like snake water snakes or something. Hmm. And just without hardly even aiming, he just picks them off Hmm. like perfect aim. How in the world did he do that? And he had some kind of bird shot. Uh, in there, <laughs> they didn't know it. They, they just thought know. he was like the awesome, amazing aim. That's
0: funny. So That's good.
1: My favorite uh, biography recently, it's a series of um, volumes. I think the first two are done, but it's a uh, biography of Joseph Stalin, and hmm. it's by a guy named Stephen Kotkin, K-O-T-K-I-N. For whatever reason, I'm just mesmerized. I think Kotkin is a great lecturer. He's at Princeton, and he's a great writer and just level-headed about things, and to learn just how terrible and awful Joseph Stalin was and to the the, the outlandish, horrific things that he did. Hmm. Uh, and yet he was not a dummy to be able to do the things that he did. Hmm. So That's immoral, but sure. pretty smart, pretty gutsy, pretty bold. Hmm. Um, so I, if you're looking for something interesting, even if you don't want to buy the, the volumes, go on YouTube and look up lectures about Joseph Stalin by Kotkin. And I think uh, if you're as odd as I am, you might find them <laughs> you might find them semi <laughs> semi intriguing. How about you? Secular kinds of biographies? You know,
0: I don't know that I uh, I don't think I've read any you, secular I'm I'm holy. Pack you know? of listeners, you just need I'm to know that Mike I'm Grimes hard.
1: right now he's like levitating. <laughs> He's like floating on top. On top of the Pactum sofa. On top of the Pactum sofa. I mean, man, if we should write a biography of him, it could be hagiography, legitimately so. This is getting out of hand. He's reached like second level sanctification. (laughs) It's making me want to become a Nazarene.
0: Oh, boy. (laughs) Or not. Uh, so do you read all these books or do you listen to a lot of books or how do you do all that?
1: I think more and more I listen to books like this because I feel guilty if I'm
0: going to take time to read them. So when, when you listen on the bike, this is good like bike. Bike fodder. Bike fodder. Yeah. This is how you get people into biking. Oh, that, yeah. There you you know. want to read yeah. more biographies? Get on a bike. You can
1: cut the lawn. You can clean the house. You can change the oil in your car if that's still a thing. I just feel. You should
0: change the oil in your car. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
1: I try to do it on my my car, and it's like I can't – they make it impossible now. They do, so I can't yeah. Do it. That's true. But I just like to pass the time that way on a road trip, driving, falling asleep at night, whatever it is. Um, that's the kind of – that's that's when I listen to this kind of stuff. Not like first thing in the morning when I'm alert and I'm at my best. I'm going to do other kind of stuff. Uh, also, even sometimes on YouTube, you can find old biographies or old books mm-hmm. that they'll someone will read them to you. Sure. so It's free that way. Yep. I kind of like that, that's or cool. audio books. Yep,
0: yep. I think audiobooks have helped me in this kind of category to get through some of them just because I struggle to sit down and have the time to read through them like that. that I, like would, it when the, yeah. I
1: like it when the author reads the book the best, too.
0: That's way cool. Yeah. I like that.
1: I wish they would do that more.
0: Yeah. You
1: know, okay, let's... well, I hope this is going to help people maybe uh, get a little bit motivated to, to read maybe some extra biblical things, read some biographical things, some yeah. non-hagiographical Kinds of works, would <laughs> some be things good. maybe
0: that we've talked about that spark your interest for your summer reading list. Yep. Since it's summer when we're recording this, so maybe something for you to pick up and work your way through this summer.
1: Mike, I just picked up my copy uh, by Dallamore, my copy of the Spurgeon biography, and just looking at my notes in the past, just uh, are. It reminds me of just how cool biographies are, as far as the controversies that he was involved in and his perspective on that, his severe depression that 's talked about in the book mm-hmm. that yeah. that actually is kind of good to know because we think we have to have it all together all of the time. Five hundred letters per week he re- he was receiving at one point in time uh, just his more I have more notes about his illnesses, his depression, his thoughts on cigars and alcohol, <laughs> uh, smoking to the glory of God just all kinds of really interesting things betrayed by those super close to him. That's, that's what makes me like biographies, just knowing some of the ins and some of the outs. And it makes me think, you know what, that guy, maybe, maybe he's not just like me. (laughs) Sure. Um, But in some ways he is, and I'm thankful for that. So, to God be the glory for the way he works in our lives and in the lives of other people, famous or infamous. Yeah. Either way, we're grateful. We're grateful that you've been listening to the Pactum. Uh, we count that uh, a privilege, even in an era where we can't say privilege. That's right. Or we're not supposed to have it. It is a privilege. It is our privilege that you listen and support the Pactum. We're grateful. Um, you can give us five stars. You can... Give us a good review, we would appreciate that. Sure. If you have questions or comments, you can email us. You can find us on Twitter, you can find us on on Instagram, and you can find us on our next episode. We'll see you next time on the Pactum.